Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. We're broadcasting from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg today, and we're glad you're with us. Lee Roberts, color analyst for the Golden Eagle Radio Network. He's going to be on the show a little later. Kelly Sander will be joining us. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation here momentarily. We open the segment every day by thanking our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit for their support of the Eagle Hour. It's just a great place to have lunch or dinner seven days a week right next to the mall in Hattiesburg. Enjoy wonderful food through the drive through take-home. Uh, you can have it delivered to your home or you can eat in the dining room. However you choose to do it, just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue Pit. All right, Heath Hinton is the owner and proprietor of Big Gold Nation and Heath, there's a basketball game in town tomorrow night, and we hear that the people in attendance might meet the new football coach at Southern Miss. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Um, you know, it uh, might be an announcement at the at the basketball game tomorrow night, and possibly already know uh, who the head coach may be. I'm not prepared to make it publicly, but if you remember, big old nation, you know. Well, there you go. Uh, so you anticipate this will be announced tomorrow night? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. And is it? It's safe to say, I think, that it's it's one of the three names that we discussed last week. I mean, I think everybody kind of had this narrowed down to maybe yeah. two or three men. Safe to say that it's going to be it's going to be in the, in that group of finalists. I, I would say the original list when it first happened, uh, he was on that list. I just got another confirmation about it from one of my sources so yeah it's going to be announced tomorrow night the basketball game and uh yeah we're going to have a new coach tomorrow night all right well actually it may already be happened they may have already signed the stuff but it's going to be announced tomorrow right i got you okay well that's uh that's all that'll be good news and it's pretty much on time with what uh jeremy mclean uh said would happen let's move on to basketball because there's going to be a basketball game tomorrow night is it fair to say that that the opening game was a was pretty disappointing in, in light of all the hoopla that, that we and other people have stirred up about the new basketball team? Oh, I think – I think Coach Ladner – we had a presser with Coach Ladner today, and you could tell he was upset about the performance. But I think you see in his eyes what he thinks his team could be. What was your so, observation? Kind of, of the, What was your observation of the performance? I thought – I thought the guys showed great athletic ability. I think we're more athletic than we ever been in the past. Deeper. I just think first game jitters. They couldn't shoot well. Um, you look at guys who they're expecting to shoot well didn't shoot well. Um, it, it was one of those things to where it was their first game. They didn't have a scrimmage game on the road. I think you'll see much improvement. There's always a saying: you see the most improvement from game one to game two. I think you'll see improvement. I think you can't think this team's going to come in and win a bunch of games right away. It's nine new players. 
Right. They've got to take time to gel. So that's what people just got to have a little patience with it. But once they gel, the athletic ability of this team, there was no, they dominated the boards in that game. Mm-hmm. Rebound, they just couldn't. I think they missed uh, 17, 16 shots from inside seven foot. Think about that. Right. right. They went, what, 40% from the free throw line, close to there. So. So it's your anticipation that we'll see a big improvement from game to game. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, I I, I do believe that. I think this team is going to get a lot better. Yeah. All right, Luke? Did it surprise you, um, Heath, that maybe Kanatsuk only got nine minutes, Tyler Mormon only 13 minutes, and I don't know if it was uh, injury or sickness related. We didn't see Angel Smith at all. Uh, Coach Ladner said today that Angel Smith is dealing with uh, some type of uh, academic issue that he should he may be available this week. Uh, but man, when you're going ten deep, it's hard to get everybody twenty minutes. I mean, when Jackson comes back, they could be eleven. Angel Smith twelve deep. That's what kind of minutes you're going to see from this team. A lot of guys, it's going to be those. They're not. Some guys are going to play more. It just depends on who has a hot hand, how they're playing in that game. Um, I like what I saw from Tay Hardy. I, I just think with a deep roster like this, the minutes are going to be spread out a lot more than even last year with seven, eight players. You know, think about it. It's going to be a lot more spread out this year. Um, and, and at the same token, they play good on the defensive end. I, I guess I was wanting to treat Saturday like an exhibition. I mean, it's going to take three or four games for, for some chemistry to develop. I guess Southern Miss fans need to – don't need to be surprised if they drop one, you know, uh, if they drop uh, against Southern Illinois or even Tulane. I mean, shoot, it could be a, a close game Wednesday. I guess that's just to be expected with all the newcomers. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, you've got guys playing their first really D1 basketball. you got young guys. It's just going to take time. There's no other way to say it. I didn't think they played defense really bad. I thought defensively they played well enough to win the game. But they lose by 15 points, and they miss 12 free throws. You make your free throws, make 10 of them, you're still in the game. I just – and things go different. I just think this team's got to, you know, settle down. Shooters got to shoot better. I mean, Drain had, what, two points in the game? Yeah, yeah it's just going to take time. You, this team's going to get better. You mentioned this on Big Gold Nation, too, the, the, and I said it yesterday on the show. The thought about uh, possibly Drain being the sixth guy, it seems like he has a hard rhythm, or a hard time getting into a rhythm to start the game. Yeah, you know, I talked to Coach Ladner about that before the season, and, you know, I even mentioned, asked him today about, hey, is there any thoughts of changing the rotation up a little bit? And you could see, you know, he said he didn't want to make too big of an adjustment after just one game. So I think he wants more of a sample size, but. I think that's something that could be they could do in the future, and you could see it in the future happening. Drain two years ago when he had his best year, when was it? He was coming off the bench. Sometimes they're just players that play better off the bench. Uh, Hornacek was a great sixth guy. He play, was an all star too, but played better off the bench. It just um, some guys are just wired that way, and that may be you know that may be what. Drain's deal is he may be just wired to come off the bench and play better. All right. Who do they play tomorrow night, Heath? William Carey. Oh, it's a, it's the William Carey game tomorrow night. Okay. Well, you know they've struggled too getting in games. They've lost uh, uh, quite a number of their games as well, uh, unable to play because of various issues 
uh, revolving around COVID. And speaking of that, let's switch gears while we have you for a couple of more minutes. Uh, the game, of course, canceled this weekend. Uh, so I guess this is three or four games now. Football has lost to COVID-19. You think they're still going to try to push ahead and, and keep the team together and keep practicing for this anticipated game uh, next Thursday night against FAU? What, what do you think the chances of that game being played are? I don't even think nobody really knows. It, it's going to depend on what FAU does. Does FAU need the game for seeding purposes mm-hmm. to play for the Conference mm-hmm. USA Championship? Uh, if Marshall's still undefeated after this weekend, is there's really no need to play the game for those purposes. If Marshall loses to Rice, then you might have to play the game because there could be a chance to where FAU needs the game to move on. You just, I don't think we'll know anything until maybe a little later on this week. Well, chances of Marshall losing to Rice are pretty slim. I think we can both agree with that. So, what would be the what would be an, the advantage? What would be the reason for FAU to want to come over here, risk injury, risk being maybe exposed further to COVID nineteen, uh, as opposed to just hibernating and getting ready to go play in a bowl game? Money, conference money, TV money, revenue. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, they continue a, to play through the virus for the for the almighty dollar. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, yeah, but th- that's the thing. Football pays for all the other sports in Conference USA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you got to have the money. It's kind of like you're dinged if you do, dinged if you don't. Right. If you don't play it, you may not have the money for all the other sports, Title Nine, this and that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of try to get as much money as you can. Yeah. Has it been worth it from the standpoint of Conference USA to go what they've gone through this year to get the number of games in they've been able to play? I think from a loss money standpoint, maybe so, because they didn't lose as much. Mm-hmm. How bad of a hole would schools be in if they didn't have any revenue, any money coming from TV or anything from these games, and they just had to put these kids up and keep paying for these scholarships? I think they had to do what they had to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah, but boy, it's been a weird year, has it not? It's been a it's it's been a twenty twenty. Like I always say, I just can't wait for it to get over. We only got one, what thirty one days, thirty yeah. days left. Twenty twenty one cannot come soon enough, and uh, no. I, I think everybody in the country could agree to that, Heath Hinton. Yeah, I think so too. All right, buddy, we appreciate your time as always. How do people subscribe to Big Gold Nation? Uh just go to that Big Gold Nation. Uh, BigGoldNation.com. Search Big Gold Nation, SouthernMiss.Rivals.com. Um, go there, log in, sign up, and uh, it's really cheap. I have a deal right now to where if you uh, look on Twitter, you'll find it $75. Gets you a $75 Adidas or Nike gift card and a year subscription. So there That's you go. a pretty good deal, bro. All right, Heath. Not th- bad at all. Thank you, buddy. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation on the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sanders still to come. Lee Roberts still to come. Lots of reasons to stick around. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. You know, Christmas is just around the corner, and we know you started your Christmas shopping, so you got to make a trip to Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. If you've got a Golden Eagle on any of your Christmas lists, they're open six days a week. They're right across the street from the Southern Miss campus. 
You can uh, shop in person or you can go online to campusbookmart.net. Pick out uh, the perfect Christmas gift for the eagle that you love and uh, have it delivered <clears throat> Excuse me, right to your front door. I want to thank Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation for joining us uh, in the opening segment of the show. Uh, color analyst and former quarterback great Lee Roberts uh, still to come. Uh, Kelly Center joining us here momentarily. Luke Johnson, before we get to Kelly, we're going to go ahead and say it. Uh, as we indicated in the first segment, the all indications are that uh, tomorrow night at a basketball game, which is maybe a little odd since there's not going to be many people there, but nevertheless, uh, tomorrow night at the basketball game, we could see the announcement of the new head coach, and we tend to think we know who that's going to be, Luke Johnson. Yeah, the basketball announcement kind of makes sense because you wouldn't have a traditional press conference, so you're going to have the you know, the ability to be spread out and have the most Southern Miss people around. In the uh, alma mater um, from 1963, when it was rewritten, the last uh, part goes, spacious skies and land of sunshine, verdant trees and sheltering walls. Now our hearts lift ever to thee, and we will change it as we praise thy hallowed will hall. All signs on social media now uh, pointing to the fact that Tulane. I don't think it exactly said that, but go ahead. We and yeah, but but all signs uh, now on social media uh, pointing to the fact that forty-year-old offensive coordinator from Tulane. Will Hall from Amory, Mississippi, will be the next head coach at Southern Miss again. That is, uh, we, we'll just say it with a grain grain of salt. We could be wrong if something happens at the last second. Don't hate us. But all signs indicating Tulane OC, Will Hall will be the next coach at Southern Miss. Kelly, you won't hate us if we're wrong about that, will you? No, but but and, and knowing knowing as as cautious as we are about things like that, um, I would be surprised if it's not because I want the listeners to know that you know we're not like. A lot of people on social media that are just keep throwing names out there, you know. I, I'm amazed at the number of uh, Division One hotshot coaches that have eaten at the wards on South 40th this week. Yeah, you're not kidding. I don't know what's I'm more amazed. I, I don't know if I'm more amazed at the number of Division One football experts on social media or the people with doctor's degrees, medical degrees that can can evaluate how to handle COVID-19. Who do you think's leading the pack there, Kelly? Which which of the two groups? Oh, I, well, they're both they're they're all experts, right? <laughs> so, but you know, if if, if it is Will Hall, uh, and again, as Luke mentioned, it's we'd be shocked if it's not. Um, he was one of the names that emerged early on, you know. Right. And and when when Jeremy McLean talked about some of the things that he, that he wanted to find in a new head coach, number one, of course, recruiting is everything. And Will Hall at Tulane came right into Southern Miss's backyard and, and got a couple of the premier athletes here to go to Tulane, right? So mm-hmm. that obviously shows that, that he can recruit the area when he can take those kids from here. And even though it's, you know, two hours away, it's still, you know, a different school at Tulane. His father, of course, uh, Hall of Fame high school football coach Bobby Hall, he has head coaching experience uh, at, the, at the D2 level. You know, he's got Division One. A coordinating experience as the OC at, at Tulane. He's still young enough where he's got some piss and vinegar, if I can if I can use that expression. Um, so even though Jeremy McLean said he wasn't necessarily didn't have to necessarily be an offensive guy, he checks that box as well. So if you when you're going straight down the line, he he does check all of those boxes. Mm-hmm. So and Kelly, he had he had success as a head coach too, did he not? Yeah, in, in fact, in fact. Uh, you know, because because this news is just just now breaking, 
if I'm not mistaken, in, in the six years that he was the head coach, I think he only had one year where his teams did not win at least double-digit number of games. Right. Uh, they won at least ten games five of the six years at was it West Georgia and West Al mm-hmm. uh, at, at the two places where he was a yeah, head he, coach. He was at uh, West Alabama from eleven to thirteen, eight and four, nine and four, eight mm. and three. Uh, mm. In two thousand twelve and uh, two thousand eleven, went to the uh, D two first round. Two thousand twelve, went to the second round. So at, at West Alabama, he was twenty five and eleven. Then 2014 to 16, he was at West Georgia, and that's a D2 school also. 12 and 3, 12 and 2, 7 and 4, and 2014 and 15 went to the uh, D2 semifinals twice. So he's got a winning percentage. He's 56 and 20 overall as a head coach. Winning percentage right at 74%. I like that, guys. That sounds like a pretty good resume to me, Kelly. And, and you know, going back a couple of years ago, I mean, when, uh, when you know, Names. His name was being floated. His name was being floated a couple of hires ago, mm-hmm. and and I remember people saying, "Man, watch this Will Hall kid. You know, watch, watch this kid uh, because of his knowledge of the state of Mississippi and the fact that he's been successful at those uh, under levels. So he's certainly at the Division two level. So he's certainly not afraid to roll up his sleeves, you know, and and knows what it what it takes to get you know get athletes in here. So. Um, so even so, even five or six years ago, people were saying, "Watch out for this kid. I think he's going to be a. I think he's going to be a fast riser in the coaching ranks." And with him being at those D two schools, I'm going to guess there's been some connection between Jeremy McLean and and this coach as well. Is that right, Luke? Um, I don't necessarily think. I mean, Jeremy was at. Uh, but but, Jeremy but, was but, at but me by that, that Jeremy was aware of him. Because of, of oh, Jeremy's sorry. involvement absolutely. in D two football, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and I, I got to look it up to see if they even if they cross paths um, schedule wise. But when you look at the boxes that wanted to be checked, and you know, you he wanted somebody. We we heard with with head coaching experience. Very rarely do you find a forty year old with already six uh, years of head coaching experience. Um, he, he can recruit the state of Mississippi. Uh, we have documented Kelly has time and time again how many good dandy dozen or just really good Mississippi players uh, went out of state. Juco guys, when you look at, um, at who's on the Tulane roster right now, the, the Watts twins from Petal, both of those were, were good Juco players. Ty Keys uh, has committed. Canarius Johnson, interestingly, uh, dandy dozen uh, receiver from Laurel, decommitted yesterday. Uh, Jeffrey Johnson, who played at Brookhaven, he's at Tulane. And so there's a, there's a lot of uh, the ability for uh, you see what Will Hall did in the state of Mississippi, and I think that was a big uh, check mark. And you know, as we just mentioned, seventy four percent winning percentage as a head coach. He, I, if he, you know, gets if he wins, guys. When you look at his his resume, hadn't been anywhere longer than three years. So Jeremy said going in, you know, if we hire a guy and he's only here three years and then he moves on, great. That means we're in a better place than we were before we hired him. So uh, that is something to to note about Will Hall. Interesting there, a little tidbit, Kelly Sander. If you got a highly recruited kid out of Laurel committed to Tulane, decommits yesterday. Hmm, is it possible that there's a connection there? Actually, you, you might, you guys might call me liars, but I thought about that yesterday. I thought when when all these other candidates, the, the Brett Bielema's of the world, and you know, and uh, Blake Anderson, and some of these people apparently were falling by the wayside. Well, just by process of elimination. 
there's Will Hall still standing there, all right? Mm-hmm. And then this kid who, no doubt, Will Hall recruited at Tulane, decommits yesterday. Right. So it, it certain, the math would certainly add up that, that that young man knew something yesterday. And now the question is, will he come back home? Right. Uh, and how many points did Will Hall's team put up on the Golden Eagles this year, Luke? It was a, a lot. lot. 60, 66. A lot. Yeah, a lot. Is this is this the new era, Kelly, that the schools the size of Southern Miss look for bright, promising coordinators? You know, Jeremy McLean all but said that to us on the show uh, last month, but I, I it seems to me that's the future path for Southern Miss football. Well, I think people are, are, are coming to grips with the fact that, that Southern Miss is, is what it is. What I mean by that is it's, it's not going to be you know, a Power Five anytime soon. Okay, so let's just do what, you know, what Luke was talking about. If we can get the, the, the ilk of Todd Munkin and Larry Fedora, the guys come here and prove themselves three or four years and then get a bigger, better job, rock on. You know, God bless them. There's, and if they leave the program better off than when they started, that's all you can expect. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Then you go, you go get another guy and, and let him do the same thing. And I know there are some other young coaches out there that, that people were hoping, you know, might get this job, including, you know, Austin Davis, you know, maybe as the OC for another head coach that may have been named. But those guys are still plenty young yet where – if Will Hall does succeed, and we certainly hope that, that he will, provided he is named the head coach uh, officially tomorrow, that, um, that those guys would still be young enough that they could, they could still come in behind Will Hall, you know, maybe and put a, put a few more years under their belts, get some more coaching experience, and then make themselves even, even a better candidate next time around. Oh. So, so to those people that wanted those, those younger coaches, you know, don't, don't, there's still plenty of time. That, that could still happen you know, somewhere down the road, and hopefully in good circumstances. All right, Kelly J., uh, get all your thoughts collected. We're going to bring you back in the last segment. I know you probably got some updated news to share with our listeners. I, I do, Bob, and I have got a beef that I need to share with you guys. All right, we'll look segment. forward to that. More coming from Kelly J. on the Eagle Hour. Take a quick visit with Lee Roberts. We'll bring Kelly back in a little bit. Lots of reasons for you to stick around. Back on a Tuesday, lots going on. Glad to have you along with us, Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Uh, Just uh, we spent last segment talking about looks like all signs pointing towards uh, Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall is the next head coach at Southern Miss. Big Gold Nation now reporting that also on Twitter. So um, another confirmation that that's probably uh, what 
is going on. So uh, excited uh, about that, and uh, hope you are too. Something to get excited about every day, 895 Lunch at 4th Street Bar and Grill. They sponsor the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Every single day, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better lunch anywhere. It comes with a free drink also. And if you go on Friday, it's always Bob Getty Fried Catfish Friday. So 4th Street Bar and Grill. Always uh, got stuff going on. You never know when they're going to play that Steelers and Ravens game this week. But uh, Four Street Bar and Grill will have it on, as well as uh, a lot other sports. Four Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Lee Roberts joins us as he does every Tuesday during football season. Lee, not much to talk about. Um, <laughs> Golden Eagles uh, didn't play, and uh, I, you know it's just. Just one of those years, man, um, that you, you don't play, and then you find out Sunday you don't play. Uh, your thoughts about the FAU game? I, I, it's a home game, and it'd be a, you know senior game. I guess you you want to play that, but man, it's been a mess this year. You know, it it really has that. You know, just to say that is it, it's an understatement. I mean, it's just been a, a year that I think everybody that has you know, seeing college football is, is kind of ready to get behind just all that's gone on. Uh, the kids have, have been through a lot, obviously coaching changes, game cancellations, game rescheduled. Um, now with, uh, you know, just, just one game left on the schedule. Um, when we started the season, you know, we were hoping that we could just play a few games. Fortunately, we were able to get nine games in and hopefully that 10th game next week. But uh, it's, it's just been a, it's been a tough year all, all the way around. I mean, I, I hate it for the fans. I hate it for the university, but it's, it's really about the kids, man. I really hate it for those kids, those players that, that show up every day, that work so hard and uh, have just just been a rough, rough year. So, obviously, uh, we're ready for something positive, and the positive is hopefully uh, next week we'll play a home game, and it will be. It'll be a tribute to kind of send that senior class off. Uh, but some of those kids may have an opportunity to come back, so we'll ha- we'll have to wait and see for sure. Yeah, and we're excited about who possibly may come back. Not going to get you to comment on our speculation here on the Eagle Hour, Lee. Don't want to draw you in to our tomfoolery uh, about the speculation about the the new head coach. Um, but but Will Hall was a quarterback, and so uh, he played it at Northwest Community College and played at North Alabama. Um, what what type and, and generally speaking, how it helps recruiting, how it helps an offense, how it helps um, you know just kind of a the, the thought of a, of a team, is there any carryover between someone playing quarterback and then uh, being a head coach of a football team? Yeah, I don't think by just being a, a college quarterback, it'll make you a great college coach. I mean, there's been some coaches that have been very, very successful that didn't play a down of football. And then there's been some guys that were superstars on the field that, you know, didn't turn out to be great coaches. But, um, you know, I think uh, you know, whoever Jeremy McLean does choose as, as the next head coach, you know, we've got to put our, our trust and our faith in him that, you know, he's done his due diligence and has gone out and, you know, found the, the right guy, the one guy that he feels will come in, you know, to Hattiesburg and get this program back on the track that it needs to be because, you know, longtime Southern Miss fans are, are used to uh, seeing, you know, big-time production on Saturdays and winning games and winning conference championships. And, and that's really what we want to get back to here at Southern Miss. And, and whoever the guy is, if it's Will Hall or if it's another name out there, uh, we've got to get behind him. We've got to support him, and uh, we've got to show this uh, Southern Miss team that uh, we, we're going to press forward uh, with them, whoever that next coach is. So, Lee, you'd have two quarterbacks coming back next year that were on the field this year playing. 
and a new coaching staff coming in. So does that on-field experience give those kids a heads-up to compete for the coaching job, or are all bets off when a new staff comes in? You know, I think it, I think it does. I, I can remember back when we changed offensive coordinators during my time here. Um, you know, I was, I was a starting quarterback, and when Coach Larry came in, you know, he basically said there's, you know, 10 open spots on the field. And, you know, he was basically saying the quarterback spot was taken. So, you know, who, who really knows? I mean, with, with uh, the two guys that we will have coming back that do have playing experience and experience as a starter, um, I think they will kind of give them a leg up. But like I said, you never know who may transfer in, who, uh, what freshman we may sign, what JUCO we may sign. But as far as guys that are here on campus already and know the what the Southern Miss game is all about, I feel like it does kind of give them a leg up as we start preparing for 2021. From the perspective of the players, is there a good reason to play the game against Florida Atlantic uh, next Thursday night? You know, I think it is just for the fact you you can prepare and know that it's your final game. It, if this season ends without playing FAU, knowing that our last our final three games of the season went unplayed, you know, just kind of gives you that taste in your mouth that you know you just kind of left something out there, and you know you don't want these kids to to have that same type of season because you know, like I said, they they've worked their tails off, they show up so they can play, and and really that's what it's about. They they want to show up on Saturday and. You know, practice is, is fine and dandy, but you practice so you can play the game, and that's exactly what they want. And, you know, they want they want to for sure be able to play one final game so they know that will be their final game of this season. Put in perspective for our listeners, you're around these kids a lot. You've traveled with them. <clears throat> how have they coped with all of this? How, how difficult has this been for the kids on the football team, all things that have formulated together or is it a matter of them being kids and so that just rolls off their back? You know, they are kids, and they're, they're resilient. Um, it, this is not going to be the toughest thing they face in life. You know, they're going to face things that are bigger and, and better and um, more challenges ahead. But this, this challenge for sure in 2020 will, will hopefully help propel them as, as young men as they, you know, finish their college careers or when they do and they, they get out into the real world. But these kids have have responded. Um, you know, it, it could have been it could have been a year where they just they laid down and quit, but but they didn't. I mean, talking to Coach Billings each and every week, he just talks about how proud he is of you know them showing up, getting the job done. You know, with just two wins on the year, and obviously on their third coach and possibly possibly a fourth coach here real soon. Uh, it, it'd be easy to give up, but these kids haven't. They've shown up and they've done what they've needed to. Although the uh, the win column doesn't reflect it. These guys have gotten better on the football field. Luke? I, Lee, it's hard to talk to you and, and not reminisce about some of the, the, the great games you were a part of. We love to reminisce uh, on this show. I don't think I've ever asked you about this, but it's 2020, so let me just ask a semi-painful question, okay? I have still there's there's some <laughs> things that I don't get over in my life, okay? I just I just don't get over. I'm still torn about the 96 Houston game. We've talked about that. I think I've ever asked you about the 98 humanitarian bowl. It, can I go there? Is that permitted? No, absolutely, man. Everything uh, everything's fair game. So I'll, I'll I'll take any any question you have, man. I, I just want to know, looking back on that game, how was it difficult for you to end your storied career 
losing to the Idaho Vandals. And, and we try to be positive on the show, dude. But I just want to ask. I've never asked you that before. I'm almost semi-ashamed to ask that. But it, it's still in my crawl What 22 years later. You know, it, it, it was tough. But, you know, I, I was able to do some things in my college career that, that just your average kid doesn't, doesn't get the opportunity to do. So I was involved in two conference championships. I was able to play in two, uh, you know, college bowl games. So a lot that I'm definitely proud of, um, you know, as I talk about the, you know, as I reminisce a little bit about my college career. But, yeah, it does it does sting when you do finish your career on, on a loss like that, a game that, that we should have won. Um, you know, we were up and we just kind of kind of let the Vandals come back. But, you know, again, remember back to 1998, they had a, they had a pretty good running back. I can't recall his name at the time right now but a guy that w- was, was pretty doggone good at the time and uh again southern miss again 97 was one that that we came back and got and 98 we just fell a little short and uh that's just that's just part of it unfortunately i think the the two lane going 12 and 0 really really stung and uh, maybe we were just a little disappointed that we weren't playing in the liberty bowl and maybe that affected our performance but uh, uh, definitely tough to end your career on a loss like that. Though. Well, I'm glad he brought that game up, Lee, because I've always been told that it was about halftime <clears throat> that the sun fell behind the stadium and uh, you guys found yourself in the shade and it was like being in the Antarctic. Was it really as cold as I remember people saying? You know, it, it, it was cold. The blue field was, was definitely different. The, the snow on the ground, uh, I'd never played in a game with snow on the ground, so uh, you know, for a, for a Southern boy, that was definitely different for me, and I think for for most of the guys on on our team, you know, being a you know traditionally a, a Southern style team. But um, yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty doggone cold. But if you remember '97 to Liberty Bowl, it was it was cold that night as well. So I yeah, played was, two bowl games that were extreme extreme temperatures. It was really cold at the Liberty Bowl. I do remember that. All right, Lee, we always appreciate your input. Look forward to having you back on the show next week. Okay, sounds good, guys. Appreciate you. Lee Roberts, everybody, great quarterback in Southern Miss history and, of course, color analyst for the Golden Eagle Radio Network. Kelly's back. Hang on. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. They're located on Highway 98, and all the time they're open on ToyotaHattiesburg.com. Toyota of Hattiesburg, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour, and let them help you with your next vehicle purchase. Also, want to tell you about DBAT and D1 Training. They're located on Hardy Street to the left of a massive building. It's in the old Gaddytown building. To the left is DBAT. It's a softball and baseball academy. And right now, we'll be looking up baseball and uh, softball season. We'll be here before we know it. Get your kids uh, instructed well. Um, let them work on that swing. Let them work on their pitching motion, all that at DBAT. Next door on the right is D1 Training, a 70-yard indoor turf 
uh, field for you to to work out on and then state-of-the-art uh, weight training equipment, and you can get some, into the best shape of your life at D1 Training. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Kelly Sander on the phone with us now, just kind of recapping all signs, pointing to the fact that Tulane offensive coordinator Will Hall uh, should be the next head coach at Southern Miss. That could be announced as soon as tomorrow evening. Kelly, uh, you, you got excited. Bob did too, you know, with all the, the awards spotting this week. Saw Mike Ditka in there. I think Bob said that he saw Sylvester Croom in there. Right. Uh, there was a, a Billy Brewer sighting. Yeah. Um, Joe you know, Gibbs. There was all kinds, of, all kinds of people. Yeah, Joe Gibbs was in there this week, and I didn't know in your daily run at awards, did you see any of those characters? Uh, no, no, I, I didn't. In fact, if Sylvester Croom was there, he'd probably still be there. Uh, Correct. Right. And Gibbs and Gibbs went through the drive-thru. Uh, oh, okay. Well, Bel- <laughs> In a NASCAR, of course. Somebody said that Belichick was even in there. Yeah, uh, I, I heard he's interested in the job, yes. Yeah, I'm sure. But but you know what, you guys, I, I, I normally am pretty easy to get along with, but I'm steamed. Can I, can I vent? Yeah, go ahead, Kelly. For just a second. All right, so tomorrow, you know, in, in the National Football League news, of course, the Steelers and Ravens, this game's been on again, off again because of COVID problems with the Ravens. All right, that's been well documented. So suppose the game was supposed to be Monday night, then they've moved it to tonight. Well, the Ravens have still got some guys out. So they moved it to tomorrow. All right, so the NFL says, we'll play it on Wednesday, but you have to play it in the afternoon. On a, on a weekday, a, a work day, you're going to have to play in the afternoon. And the Ravens and Steelers said, well, why? And they said because the TV networks don't want to miss out televising the lighting of the national Christmas tree. <laughs> so, the, so two of the top teams in the NFL are getting bumped by Justin Bieber and Kelly Clarkson as they plug in a Christmas tree. All right. Now, as if that weren't bad enough, the CBS television uh, playing of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is the, the Rankin and Bass animated you know, story that we've loved to see, and even back with Bob, as old as you and I are. Right. We watched, we watched that. That's the very same special growing up. Well, now some educators in this soft world we live in have encouraged CBS to not air it because in the scene where Rudolph is at the Reindeer Games and his nose is exposed... <laughs> his nose is exposed... Teachers, some educators are saying that is bullying and kids should not have to watch Rudolph be humiliated by Donner and all of the other Is that other not ladies. pathetic? Is it just not? I mean, where does it stop? <laughs> it never reminds me. You were at the Reindeer Games one time and you're, well, never mind. You were exposed as well. But that was, yeah, I'm so yeah. old, Kelly. I remember seeing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when, on TV when his nose was actually dark gray. Because it was black and white. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But color started about mid mid sixties. Yeah. Did you know that, Luke? Did you know at one time there were black and white TVs? Everything was gray and black. Yes, I actually had one early on. I hooked my regular Nintendo up to it, and I remember when my father got me a color television. I uh, I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I can remember that as well. Well, Kelly, I'm sorry to hear that. I know you're a big Pittsburgh fan, and it is that. So that's like a marquee football game, too. And and it used to be used to be the whatever the National Football League wanted, it got right, right. right. Well, well now, we live in the now, woke America now, Kelly. Come on. 
And Rudolph being bullied, really? Yeah, it's just so so sad. It's just uh, it's just pathetic. Rudolph must play for the Bengals because I mean, yeah, you know, their like, coach talked about how much he was, he was getting bullied. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you see where our coach has taken us. Uh, what is he? Four and twenty-eight in his. Right. I think that's the maddest I've ever seen you, Santa, is the Bengals had lost to the Patriots and the coach complained about the, what was it, the Patriots defensive backs were bullying his wide receiver. That's what he said. <laughs> I mean, in a press conference. And this, is, this is football. These are, the, these are the toughest guys in the world. <laughs> not our guys. They're being bullied. Yeah, the guys are being you know, bullied. No. And look, I'm not, I'm not endorsing that any kid be picked on. Right. right? But I'm just saying, if, if you don't talk about it, does that mean it doesn't exist? No, it's ridiculous. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is nothing sacred anymore, right? Can we not have any traditions anymore? Any at all? I think not. All right, well, thanks, so Kelly. You've completely ruined my mood for the rest of the <laughs> yeah, afternoon. And, uh, I'll, I'll calm down. I'll calm down. I'm grateful to you for that spirit that you brought the first just, day of December. Just let everybody know, Joe Gibbs will not be the next head coach at, at And I'm Southern. crushed by that because I, I, I could have sworn I saw him at Ward yesterday, Kelly. Well, we may have the official word tomorrow, guys. We hope so. <laughs> we, hope, we hope we're right about, the, about yeah. who it is as well. All right, back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, everyone, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.